Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Jonathan Hill. Support Switchcraft on my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 123 of Switchcraft is brought to you by opc.com. Make sure that you head on over there and use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT for $10 off your gaming chair. Honestly, these are great chairs, very customizable. You can set the armrest, you can set the backrest at the angle that you want. You can move the lumbar pillow up and down. It's a very, very comfortable gaming chair, and I'm sitting in one right now. That's opseat.com, coupon code RUNJUMPSIT. Okie dokie! Most of the time, I record Switchcraft live three times a week, 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on Saturdays whenever I can. Um, and if you want to tune in to the live shows, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This is usually this, the point where I thank the people who are in chat, but nobody's in chat right now because I'm not doing this one live. I've got a sick kid at home, and so I'm just able to, uh, between checking on them and taking care of some other stuff and shoveling the driveway yet again, um, I'm able to record the segments and then go do something else. So I'm not doing a live show today. But the show must go on, so let's go ahead and start with reviews. I got a, uh, a review from somebody named Lettuce Jump. That's a funny name. Uh, lettuce like as in like on your sandwich kind of lettuce. And they said, I started listening over the summer and wish I had started sooner. It's nice to listen to a podcast that focuses on Nintendo's console that has taken the world by storm. Most podcasts are weekly for about an hour, but RJS hits up your podcast library three times a week with a fresh, up-to-date take on the latest and greatest from Nintendo. Thanks for staying consistent. Also, nice to hear from a man who works and has a family like myself. I look forward to Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday updates, and will recommend your podcast, Matt from New York. Shout out to my future gamer, Grayson, and my 10-month-old son. P.S. Latest episode, no, last episode, you said people are normally Mario or Mega Man fans. I love them both. They are different for sure, but Mega Man is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I agree that Mega Man is, is a good game. It's just when I first played Mega Man, I had a lot of trouble with it because the jumping is so different than Mario. It's not a slight on the game at all. In fact, I think that they are good games. I played through Mega Man 1, and one that when the Mega Man games come to the Switch, I'm going to be picking that up and playing those. Because I feel like I've missed out on a big catalog of games that a lot of people absolutely love. And I hate that I missed out on that. So I'm definitely going to be playing some more if I can get if I can get okay with that the the heavy jump that is Mega Man. Uh, thank you very much for the review. If you want to support the show, just go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Or just let us know what you think by emailing at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just like Boy Friday 91 here did, uh, they said, Hey there, I love your show and thankfully discovered some months ago. 
Of course, I was listening to the last episode. You mentioned not understanding how Zelda won Best Direction, and that stuck with me because I thought the same. It wasn't until the Champion's Ballad that I realized how good the direction is. There are five new cutscenes in the ballad, uh, and if you watch these, you'll notice how skillful the camera work is. The angles are good. The positioning is good. The pacing is good. The focus is uh, an emotional one, and it is clearly presented. The characters are portrayed well in the delivery of their lines, though the writing could have been better. Uh, thanks again for doing what you do, Boy Friday 91 All right, thank you very much uh, for that email. I appreciate it. Um, my only reservation, I guess, is that I don't know really what direct, like best direction means when it comes to a video game. Like I know what that means when it comes to a film and you're describing uh, that in terms of filmmaking. I don't think that game direction is really the same thing as film direction. It's a very uh, nebulous thing. And because I'm outside of the industry, I don't really know. Now, you could be 100% right in that, um, that that's what they're talking about, like the camera angles and the, you know how the dialogue is, is delivered and that kind of thing. In which case, I would say that I don't think that if that's, if that's our, I guess our quote-unquote baseline, then I don't think that Zelda should get best direction. There's a lot of other games that have done so much more with story and camera work. That being said, part of me says I don't think that that, that is what game direction is. But I don't have anybody here to tell me otherwise. So um, it's a conversation that I'm sure will be ongoing. Thank you again for the email. If you want to get a hold of me, there's a lot of ways that you can. You can tweet at me at RunJumpStomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And of course, you can join our community Discord at RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. Uh, go into that channel called the Nerd Nest and and uh, poke some people in the eye and tell everybody you said hi. All right, let's hit the news. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. According to a series of tweets from Source Gaming, uh, Iji Onuma, who is the director which I guess I just established, I don't really know what that means. Uh, he's the director of Breath of the Wild. He has confirmed the development is already underway for another Zelda game. Um, they didn't really say much else. And, you know, everybody, you know, temper your expectations because first off, the last time that a Zelda game started production was in 2011, and that it resulted in Breath of the Wild being result. Um, being released in 2017. So Zelda typically takes a long time to make. Now, that being said, earlier this year, I think it was E.G. Onuma again, I could be wrong, but I believe it was Onuma that said that going forward, we should expect that Zelda games will be, in in their words, they called them open-air games, and everybody else calls them open-world games. Um I'm not sure if that's a translation thing or if just Nintendo trying to make it Nintendo kind of thing. Um, 
But anyway, that's that's what we should expect uh, is another game like Breath of the Wild. Now, I don't think it will take nearly as long for them to make the next Zelda game because they've gotten the engine up and running. They've figured out how it is to do things. All they need to do now is des- maybe design a world. I don't know if we'll have the same world as we did before, uh, but maybe design a world and throw in some puzzles, make some dungeons. And I don't think it's going to take us six years to get the next Zelda, but I certainly don't expect to see one next year or the year after. And uh, if we do get one in 2020, I think that I'd be happy with that. I think three years between Zelda games is good. If This is not the type of game that you want to have a yearly installment. We're not looking at roster updates here. We're not looking at Madden, uh, you know... This this is Zelda, and it takes time to craft something that they like. Like with Breath of the Wild, they have so perfectly crafted this game that when you are looking at one thing, there's 28 different things that you can spot and that can distract you, and that is not by accident. That is absolutely on purpose. And doing development like that takes a really long time. And I just think that everybody should, you know, be patient. That being said, I hope that the Champion's Ballad is not the last DLC that we'll get for uh, Breath of the Wild. I hope that we'll get some more next year. And I hope that we get a top-down Zelda at some point in the in the Switch's future. I would love to play some top-down Zelda. Maybe a continuation of A Link Between Worlds, which if if I'm being honest, is one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. I had so much fun with that. Yes, it was a little easy. Um, yes, it went back to a world that we had already experienced, but it, they, it gave you different ways to look at that world, and it made it so much fun. And just adding in that that painting mechanic uh, really, really uh, put was the cherry on top. I had so much fun with A Link Between Worlds. And it would be a shame to see that top-down Zelda go away because there's a lot of fun to be had there. And I also think it takes a lot less time to make a game like that than it does to make a fully three-dimensional Zelda game where you have to worry about height and things like that. Although, (laughs) on the 3DS, you had to worry about height because there was a three-dimensional aspect to it. (laughs) So I guess, I don't know. Let's move on from that. Well, excuse me, princess. Development of Soul Calibur VI started three years ago, which is a pretty long time. Uh, And three years ago, nobody knew anything about the Switch. Nobody knew what... I mean, we didn't even know it was called the Switch. We were still calling it the NX and wondering what um, gimmick Nintendo was going to pull this time. And don't take gimmick as being a pejorative. It's... A lot of times, Nintendo's gimmicks are awesome, and that's why Nintendo is awesome. That being said, people didn't know what the Switch was, so they weren't going to be making Soul Calibur VI for it. And um, Motohiro Okubo, hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad, uh, he was interviewed by uh, comicbook.com, and they asked exactly, are we going to be getting this on the Switch? And he said, uh, as a matter of fact... 
We are not working on the Switch as of now, but of course, personally, I'm interested in the platform. So if Unreal Engine can adapt to Switch and evolve itself, then maybe the possibility will be more. Uh, so we already know that Unreal uh, is running on the Switch as well as other um, game engines. However, it might not be... I mean, Soul Calibur has always been that game that looks gorgeous. And down-resing something to squeeze it onto the Switch, while I'm sure is possible, it might not give the results that they want to give. Uh, so I'm, I can totally understand why they would hold back on Soul Calibur 6. And, um, you know, maybe we won't get it on the Switch. Now, he did say that if the Unreal Engine can make it easier to adapt to the Switch, then maybe they'll do something in the future. But right now, don't look for it. You know, if when it comes out on uh, other platforms, that's probably where you're going to want to play it. And I don't expect that we're going to see it on the Switch. And that's okay. Not every single game needs to be on the Switch. And I know a lot of people don't like that I say that because maybe the Switch is their only console. There's so many games out there that you can't possibly play all of them. And while it is upsetting that you might miss out on a game that didn't come to your platform of choice, like, um, oh gosh, what the heck is the name of it? There's this new game coming to Microsoft uh, Xbox One. It looks gorgeous. It's a shooter. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I really want it. But I don't have an Xbox, so I'm not going to be playing that game. And I'm just going to have to be okay with not having access to that game. Um, so that's just me. No Soul Calibur 6 for the Switch, but we do have something else coming to the Switch, and I am excited about it. So what game am I excited for? That game is Pac-Man, and I know people are like, hold on, why do you care about Pac-Man? And that's because it's Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 Plus, which is a horrible name. But if you've never played Championship Edition of Pac-Man, it's this really bizarre, fast-paced, um, uh, screaming techno music uh, while you navigate through this maze and you get so many ghosts chasing you. It's really, really fun. And I'm excited. I never played the second one, but I played the first one, I think, on my Xbox 360. It feels like a million years ago. Um, but it is coming to the Switch, the, the the second edition, and the plus is because it has a brand new uh, co-op mode uh, that is exclusive to the Switch version of the game, which is perfect for the Switch. The Switch has those two controllers built in, so you just pop those off, and Pac-Man only needs a joystick. You don't, ha I don't think that, no, you do need a button in order to like detonate bombs, I believe. If, if too many ghosts get too close, you can detonate a bomb to clear them out. Um, but it's really fun, and I love the idea of more Pac-Man Championship Edition and being able to take it wherever I want. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Are you guys? Let me know. Email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Well, we don't know when, but sometime before the end of the year, we're going to be getting a brand new ARMS character with the ARMS 5.0 update. We don't know when that's coming. Uh, there's only a couple weeks left, and I'm excited for it. I have to say that Nintendo's done a great job with ARMS. Now, while I think that they 
made a big misstep on their release date and when they brought arms out they put it way too close to mario kart and splatoon and it just got buried by those massive franchises arms is a really great game and if you haven't played it you can still find matches all of the time like instantaneously it's really fast and it's really really fun Uh, i have had so much fun playing arms and they've done a great job updating this game throughout the year i think we've gotten we got Max Brass, we got the Lollipop character, we got the reskin of Springman, the Springatron, uh, and then now we're getting this other new character. So that's five new characters. Did I count that right? I think that I've counted wrong. Four new characters uh, in one year. I think that they've done a great job, and I'm looking forward to what we can uh, expect from ARMS in 2018 as well. Um The video that was released for this character, it doesn't really show very much as as the ARMS uh, developers are usually pretty cryptic about when they show it off. But every time that they've shown it off, they've they've brought out the character like right away. So it doesn't take very long for these new characters to appear. I am excited for more characters in ARMS. I like how it completely changes the meta every time that you play. The one thing that I don't like is that whenever I log into uh, play the game after a new character is out, that is the only character that you see. It's a little frustrating. So uh, I probably won't play it when it first comes out. I'll wait until after uh, the character's been out for probably a week or so. And then people will have some people will have clamped onto that new character and really, really liked them. And others will have moved back to their uh, perspective mains. And I just realized that I also left out one other character. I can't remember who what his name is, but he's the guy that has um, like a little spirit that follows him around and changes color and does different things based on uh, what color the spirit is. And that's one of the great things about ARMS is every single character has a very unique feel. They play differently. And then you can even augment the way that they play to better suit the way that you like to play the game based on what arms you pick to go with that character. So I, I think that the design team behind arms is doing a great job and I can't wait for more. My puppet body is ready. Since the last time that I recorded, and it's been a while, um, I played uh, a whole lot of different stuff. Uh, So I want to talk a little bit about a game that I've played called The Next Penelope. Now, just to be clear up front, I did get this game for free from the developer. And it is a battle slash racing game with weapons. So you're driving around in a car and you can get guns or bombs or a harpoon. Uh, And it's really cool. Uh, I love the setting. It's got a very, very cool setting. It's a futuristic setting, but it's based on Greek mythology, which is very nice. I love it when when uh, people include stuff like that. And if you want to see what the game looks like, I've got a um, uh, the first 10 minutes of the game on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Um, it's got very, very simple, colorful graphics. Uh, I, I think I could do with a little more depth to it. Uh, when I'm racing down the track, um, the stuff behind the track, I think it would be really cool if that stuff was a little blurrier. Um, one thing that I did notice is that when when you take the car over a jump and the car gets closer to the camera, it gets blurry. 
I would have preferred if instead they keep the car in focus and make the track get blurry. Uh, but that might just be some semantics for me. I'm not sure. Um, I will say this. The game plays much, much better with the Pro Controller than it does the default Joy-Cons. And I'm going to, and, and th your mileage may vary, but for me, I had a lot of trouble using the D-pad. I found a much better success when I used the triggers to steer. And I know that some people are listening to that and they're like, wow, use the triggers to steer. What are you talking about? Well, the way that the board works, or I'm sorry, the way that the game works is the racetrack, and it's not always a racetrack, but the racetrack that you're on is fixed. So it doesn't move around. Uh, and so what happens is your car changes direction, which might seem weird, but if you think about um, most racing games that you've played, um, like let's say Mario Kart, for instance, as you're playing Mario Kart, your the front of your car always tends to point straight ahead. And as you take a turn, the car continues to point straight ahead, but the world turns around it. And it's kind of a weird thing. And we are our brains kind of make up for that fact and we understand that the car is the thing that's supposed to be moving but in reality it's not it's the board moving underneath our car which is this weird uh thing and i'm not going to get into it this game doesn't do that this game has the board stay in place and you pull the the right trigger to have the front of the car turn right and the left trigger to have the front of the car turn left so sometimes you'll be driving up on the map and sometimes you'll be driving down on the map and sometimes you'll be driving towards the right side of the screen, etc. Well, when I tried this using the default um, uh, Joy-Cons, I didn't really like it because their triggers are fine, but not for something where it requires a whole lot of precision for me, I think. Uh, and I found the Pro Controller to be a lot more comfortable. Uh, I did try it using the joystick as well as the D-pad, and I did not like it playing like that. It was too confusing. I kept trying to steer using the D-pad, and I found it much better when I just took my thumbs away from the D-pad, or, or my left thumb anyway. Um, I will say this. The game is very difficult. It's, it's above my pay grade. I had a whole lot of trouble controlling the car, and I don't think it's... I don't think it's because the game is poorly designed or that the controls are poorly implemented. It's definitely a thing with me. It's not a type of game that I usually play. And even if it were a type of game I usually play, again, my brain is used to this thing where the car stays in place and the world turns around it. You know, if if the camera was behind the car the whole time instead of top down or if the board turned rather than the car i think that i would do a lot better and i would probably progress further in the game i kind of get stuck and i'm having a hard time getting any further that being said it is a very fun game if you are good at this kind of game uh and if you enjoy the uh, the difficulty um, if so, I'm here to tell you if a top down shooter slash racer, uh, is something that you enjoy, then I think that you'll really like, uh, the next Penelope. I think it's something that you would have a blast with and you should definitely check it out. It's on the eShop or rather it will be on the eShop on December 21st for $12.99. You can pre-order it now though. Another game that I've been playing for the Nintendo Switch has been Never Stop Sneakin'. 
and this is a top-down uh, stealth-based game, and I'm I am really having fun playing this game. This also came out, or not also. This came out on the 14th for 15 bucks, uh, and I am very very happy with this game. Again, just to let you guys know, I did get I did receive this game for free from the publisher. Um, it's not an ad, but, and I'll, I'll be honest, but I just want you guys to know that I did not have to pay for this game so that you have all, I like to be transparent. Anyway, uh, the graphics for this game at first, I was really, really disappointed. Um, they look like something from the Nintendo 64. And I think that that's going to scare a lot of people off. But I, I personally feel after having spent uh, quite a few hours with the game, I feel like that's part of the game's charm, and I feel like it was done on purpose. Uh, the textures are very blurry, and um, but that's for the cutscenes. And then when you are playing the game normally, you're zoomed out far enough that you don't notice the blurriness of the cutscene or of the textures. I feel like that was done on purpose, and I think it was a good choice. Uh, the music in the game is good, but it's not my style of music, and luckily you can mute it and play your own music. I always love it when developers do that kind of thing. I think it's a great idea uh, because I like everybody likes different music, and you don't want to have um, somebody turned away from your game because they don't like the music in your game. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii U, I'm looking at you. Like I didn't like playing that game because I didn't enjoy the music myself, and I couldn't turn it off. Also, there were some mixing issues that, that was that was bothering me. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Never Stop Sneaking. And one of the things that I love about the game is the dialogue. The dialogue is wonderfully cheesy. It is tongue-in-cheek with just the right amount of bad. I, I absolutely love the dialogue, and it is something that I that when I'm reading, I am chuckling all of the time when I'm reading the dialogue or listening to the voice acting in the dialogue. The voice acting is pretty good for the most part, except the main character. I don't like the main character. However, the main character doesn't talk very much. It's really uh, the main character's boss that does a lot of talking, and the whoever does that voice has done a great job. Here's some actual quotes from the game that made me chuckle. All right, so here's one. Uh, it says, Now we'll finally have some clean water. I've been drinking nothing but canned pickle juice since we got here, so this will be a nice change of pace. All right, there's one. The next quote, That underground HQ is fantastic, Agent. My office even has a red phone. I love red phones. Now, can we start doing preliminary research on that time machine we need to construct? And then here's a third quote. Don't know what that means, Agent. I'll have some people look into it with books and internet. And that is just a small snippet of the hilariousness that you can expect from playing Never Stop Sneaking. I am having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, let's talk about some other cool things. You can play with one hand if you want. You can take one Joy-Con off and play the whole game with one hand because there are no button inputs. All you need is the stick. Um... Although it would be really cool, and I haven't finished the game yet, uh, but it would be really cool if later on you can control two different spies at the same time, one in each hand. That would be awesome. Now, how can you play this game with no button inputs? All right, so here's the way that the game plays. 
you play a spy, uh, and it's a stealth game. And as most stealth games, you can see like the cone of vision where the guards uh, can see, and you have to avoid that. Uh, and you sneak up on those guards, and you take them out either with a melee attack, uh, and that's the preferable way. And there's a combo meter, which I'll talk more about later, than if you hit them with a, with a melee attack. Um, it's an instant kill, by the way. And all of the kills are instant except for kills against you. Uh, but it's an instant kill. Uh, the the character the guard dies or is knocked out or whatever. There's no blood or gore or anything. Um, and your combo goes up by three. Now, while you're moving around, actually, even if you're standing still, that combo starts to tick down. It'll go from three to two to one. And if you don't get another kill before you hit, I guess I'm talking about the combo meter now. Now, if you don't get another kill before that combo meter runs out, then you're going to get less points or less resources from uh, doing the mission. Okay. Uh, the other ways to take out the bosses, or not the bosses, the, uh, the, the, the guards. If one of them sees you, you will just automatically shoot them if you have bullets. Now, bullets are rare. So you want to you want to reserve those things. Those are like your oops moment. Uh, you want to try not to shoot, and you don't have to worry about sound in this stealth game. It's just can they see me? Uh, so you just you're you're navigating through as quick as you can because you want to keep that combo meter high. And as you are navigating a, a, along, you want to try and take out as many guards as you can in as fast a time as you can uh, to keep that combo meter high. And you want to make sure that you're always taking them out with a melee attack instead of using your gun. Um, you also will have uh, cameras that can see you and you can take those out with uh, uh, um, an electromagnetic charge. Uh, or you can use a smoke canister to make it so that you can get away from a guard that does see you. Like maybe they see you and you're out of bullets. Uh, so your character will automatically drop like a smoke canister and you can try to get away. But you don't have to worry about any of that. Those are just resources that you have to make sure that you have. So you have to make sure that you have bullets just in case you make a mistake. You have to make sure that you have the EMP grenade just in case you get seen by the scanner. Um, and if you don't have those things, that's when you get in trouble because then the scanner would alert the guards will come after you. They'll start shooting you. You can get hit three times before you're dead. Now, I've had a lot of fun playing this game. One thing that I really wish that they would add is a sprint button with a cooldown. This game is begging for a sprint button because sometimes I can see my my um, my combo meter counting down, and I know that I'm not going to get to that next um, that next guard in time to keep my combo high. And if I just had a sprint button to, to, to run just a little bit faster, just for a moment, not all the time with a big cooldown on it, then I would be really satisfying to use it just the right moment. Um, speaking of satisfying, this game is going into a, a room and taking out three, four, five enemies without being seen and doing it very quickly is very, very satisfying. Uh, they have HD rumble built in and again, very satisfying the way that the, um, the currency in this game, it's called ESP for espionage. 
the way that the currency trickles into the controller after you make a kill. So you make a kill and you'll get a big thump from the controller. And then there's like a pool of the currency and you don't wait around for that currency to, to zip into you. You just move on and it chases you down. And as it chases you down, you can feel it trickling into the controller. It's very cool. Um, as you're playing, you unlock weapons and skins. They don't really do anything that I've noticed. They're just for looks, and that's cool. Um, the first one that I unlocked is literally just two bananas. Um, and something else that's really cool about the game is you get to basically pick the difficulty in a really organic way. It's different than just saying, I want this to be easy, medium, or hard. Uh, it's more along the lines of once you finish a, mi a mission, you have the ability to just leave right then if you want. Or if you want, you can stay and fight a boss for more ESP. That's the, the currency that I was talking about. Um, I will say the levels seem a little bit repetitive. In, in fact, I almost feel like it is um, uh, a, a roguelike in which it's uh, randomized. Uh, and that would explain why it's a little bit repetitive. But I've had a lot of fun. And if you like stealth games, I guarantee you'll like um, Never Stop Sneaking. I think the developer did a great job with it. And I think it's worth picking up just for the hilariousness that is the super cheesy and fantastically written dialogue. Come back here, you overgrown fuzzball! That's our Donkey Kong! Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, if you are looking for ways to support the show, if you're doing some last-minute shopping on Amazon, make sure you use my Amazon affiliate link. Uh, you can join. My, um, actually, my wife's Etsy shop is on holiday until after uh, Christmas, but you can go there and favorite the shop, and you can, of course, join the Patreon uh, now that Patreon has worked out their nonsense. Um, you can find links to all that stuff at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the intro and outro music. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.